Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Jimmy Scott Fitness Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on this Saturday afternoon here real quick before I head home and hopefully to catch a nap because I'm a smoke show right now. But I want to get this out to you guys really fast because I'm going to be hiking the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim later this week. And uh, last time I checked, they don't have Wi-Fi at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. So I'll be MIA for maybe a couple of days and then I'll come back to you guys and we'll rip it like always. And so that is my journey later this week. So it'll be fun. Uh, it's on my bucket list. I'll snap as many photos and videos as I can for you guys to kind of share the journey, obviously retroactively, since I can't do it in real time, but uh, you guys will definitely be able to see it. And uh, I'll post some stuff on YouTube as well. So if you guys are on YouTube right now watching, welcome. Thank you guys for tuning in and viewing this. And uh, thank you guys as well for uh, all the feedback on the uh, Cost of Getting Lean podcast. It meant a lot to me. I truly appreciate it. Uh, I stand by everything I said on there. Um, I do think all of you guys can be fit and healthy and happy because it takes no real talent. It just takes you consistently working your face off 24-7, 365, and really understanding how fit you need to be and how fit you want to be and is the juice worth the squeeze for you uh, on the journey. And I would urge you guys to love it because if you don't love it, I don't think it's going to be worth it for you. And I think 99% of you are going to fail because it's too fucking hard, especially in the days that it's miserable and you're going to quit and give up because you have to love the process of it. I think that for anything in life, whether that be six-pack abs, living in a $10 million house, graduating college, you know, getting a medical degree, driving your dream car, whatever it is, you have to enjoy the process to getting that thing. Otherwise, most people will give up along the way. And I don't mean every single thing because do I love doing split squats with 100-pound dumbbells? No, it's miserable. Do I love like going for a PR on the assault bike? No, it sucks. Do I love pushing a sled for 10 straight minutes? No, it's terrible. But... Those are micro things. In the macro, I love training. I love sweating. I love pushing myself. I love learning different movements and, you know, the camaraderie of a group and people. And so that's why I became fit. And I also understand, like, you know, I don't need to live in a $5 million house because I don't want to be fucking miserable at my job. I don't want to have to have 900 fucking clients here. And I don't want to have to train 24 hours a day. Or I don't have to, I don't want to have to do stuff just for money. Now, some people do. I don't want to have to do things just to make dollars because then I'm going to lose who I am. I'm going to lose being motivational and being inspired and being motivated and driven and doing fun stuff. And so I know the cost of living in a $5 million house and not the, not the dollar amount. I know the amount of effort, time, energy, and stress is going to take for me to acquire that. And it's not worth it for me. Just like I know for a lot of you guys having, you know, shredded abs and uh, being the leanest version of yourself is probably not worth it for you in terms of giving up, you know, your social circle and different activities with your kids and friends and family just for fitness. But again, this is not to discourage anybody. Make sure you love the process. And if it's worth it to you, keep working hard. Again, it's not a microwave. It's a crock pot. It's going to take time. But if you do, I promise you guys, it will pay off. You just have to be diligent. Again, that's why I say it takes no talent to be fit. It just takes you guys working consistently over time and really doing it to be healthy. And if you do that, the byproduct is you'll look and move and feel the way that you want to. But if you guys missed the episode, head over to the uh, Cost of Getting Lean podcast and give that a listen. So today's quick rant is just... Uh, a question I get a lot, and uh, the way this one guy phrased it is making me do it actually just for the fact of I'll share it. Now, I've done a similar podcast called Get a Return on Your Investment, and I talk about how when my wife met me, who I was to who I am now, so this will be kind of a similar spinoff of that. But uh, the question he asked was, you know, what were you like before you were Jeremy Scott Fitness? And uh, I, I, I kind of chuckle at that because I get that question a ton actually. Um, they'll say like, you know, Jeremy, were you always like this? You know, were you always this inspired, this motivated, this driven? And did you always eat this way, train this way, and live this way? And the short answer is, uh, fuck no, uh, not even close. Uh, I'm the same dude, deep down, I'm the same OG. I'm just, I'm more, 
I don't know how I put this. I have more gratitude now for life. I have more perspective. I have more experience. I'm older. I'm wiser for sure. I fucked up a lot of stuff in my life. I've done a lot of things wrong. And now I'm to the point of where I feel pretty good about the person I am and what I'm doing. And I, I feel like I'm squeezing, you know, all of my talents out of myself. And I've, I have a ton of stuff left that I want to do. And I know there's a lot of things I'm still capable of doing, but uh, I'm just not quite there yet. But I am happy with where I'm at. And there was a time in my life where I for surely was not. And so that's where, you know, kind of this comes from. But the are you, you know, what were you like before you were Jeremy Scott Fitness, that phrasing. I've worked, you guys, with uh, supplement companies for the past decade in various roles, whether it be like as a sponsored athlete or a consultant or I'm just doing, you know, content creation or whatever it may be. And uh, one of those companies I work with is called MRI. And uh, this guy, AC, worked for them. And I remember getting off the plane. We do the normal events like the Arnold and the Olympia. And uh, this event was actually in Monterey, like one of the biggest, like, bike races or something. So we land in Oakland. And I get off the plane, and he's driving. And he's like, oh, awesome. Jeremy Scott Fitness is here. We can go. And I'm like, what? And, like, he just kept calling me Jeremy Scott Fitness the entire trip. Uh, Not Jeremy. uh, Not Jay Scott. Not Jay. Nothing else. Just, like... Jeremy Scott Fitness was my name. Like, like somehow the business uh, and me were one in the same, uh, which I guess is partially true. But there's a whole team of us here, like Monica and Jacob and Matt and Trav helps. My wife helps. And we have a whole bunch of people here who are uh, amazing and fill certain roles and do stuff. And I couldn't do it without those guys. So that's why I always laugh when they say, like, well, it's Jeremy Scott Fitness is here. I'm like, well, yeah, it's just Jeremy. It works just fine. Like, Jeremy Scott Fitness is the business. And we have little entities that run off of that. Um, and I guess admittedly, like, you know, if I was to get hit by a bus tomorrow, this thing would probably fold like a fucking lawn chair, uh, because I am the motor that keeps it going. But again, I would never be able to do all this stuff at scale, uh, without the amazing team of people I have here and they've helped me out, uh, more than they realize. So, uh, I just do always find it funny when people refer to me as Jeremy Scott fitness and not just Jeremy, the, the normal dude, but, uh, I get it, I guess in context, but to answer the question, uh, no, I, I've not always been this person. I've talked about this before. Um, Touching on the, you know, get a return on investment podcast. When I met my wife 10 years ago, the really fast list is this. I had no job. Um, I had no money. I was watching at least four hours of soap net per day, uh, 90210, the OC and the One Tree Hill. Oh, man, it's a powerful, powerful lineup, actually. Those are great shows. I don't know if they're still on soap net or not. I haven't watched TV in a really long time, but that's what I was doing. I was reading no books. I had, and when at the day I met her, I probably had about, mm, I don't know, 1900 bucks in my total to my name. Uh, no savings account, no retirement accounts, zero money saving retirement. I was probably 24 at the time. Um, I didn't really have a job. I mean, my life just was, uh, I had really no direction where I was going, no self confidence, zero fucking social skills. I'd never been out of the country. Um, I bought her a beer. I remember it was five bucks at this place called Dos Gringos in Scottsdale. And I bought myself one that was 10 bucks. And I remember thinking to myself, like, holy shit, bro. You got to slow down because you ain't got no money to be buying chicks $5 beers. But I'm like, she's hot. Maybe it'll work out. And boom, 10 years later, here I am. So anyways, a little side note for you guys out there hustling. Sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze when you're buying beers for hot chicks. Uh, Anyways, point being, that's kind of where I was at. Um, Even before that, you guys, uh, and this, again, around this time frame when I met her, the world is melting, like 07, 08. Um, People are losing their homes. Uh, The economy is melting. the, The housing collapse. Uh, it's really tough to get jobs. I remember applying to like 50 places and 45 people told me to fuck off. And the five jobs I did get, um, I really didn't want them. And you never sent an interview before where they're like, oh, you're really excited to work here? And you're like, oh, yeah, this would be great. And deep down, you're like, man, this job is going to suck shit. And you haven't even started yet. That's why I was saying, man, do shit you love with people you enjoy or try to find a, a passion project or a side hustle or a hobby you like because, man, 
going to something you're unmotivated to do every day is like just man it's like it's a slow death dude it's really is just a miserable you know and that gets to the point of you guys counting down seconds of the day wishing your life away when you know your time is so fucking precious because you don't get that much of it i just don't want you to sit and waste it doing some remedial horseshit tasks that you don't really like but that's kind of where i was at uh, and i've talked to this before prior to that you guys i was a normal college athlete <clears throat> just abused my body for sure. Didn't, didn't appreciate it for the gift that it was until I got sick and, and it got to, you know, slowly taken away from me. And so did I always eat like this? No, I for surely didn't. I never tracked macros. I didn't even know what macros were in college. Uh, I literally, my, my diet would be like, I wake up and I'd throw a chew in. I was addicted to chewing tobacco um, at one of the deepest levels, probably one of the harder things I've had to kick in terms of addiction. Um, but I would chew all day long, every day, probably about a 10 a day. In all reality, I'd wake up, um, put a chew in, not every day. Uh, sometimes I have one in the shower, and that's that's addiction, you guys. Sometimes not. And I would go to class, wouldn't eat, maybe drive through the Hardee's drive-thru, shout out to the Midwest, have a Hardee's sausage breakfast sandwich, drink a Powerade, then put a chew in, probably chew for lunch. Maybe at night, look in our freezer, if we have a Jack's Pizza, throw it on the old school pizza maker. You guys know what I'm talking about, like where the pizza's on it, and then the heater just heats around the top. Man, we made everything of that in college. Like, what would we do, like chicken fingers, fish sticks, all kinds of ridiculous, terrible shit we would eat. Uh, but anyways, that's what I would do. And then chew and then drink Mountain Dews uh, more often than not. And then obviously we had a keg fridge. My homie Jim Donch, he had a Budweiser keg in our uh, kitchen. It's the only beer he would buy. And uh, he had more money than me, so I would drink it. And uh, I would drink diesel. And even if we go out in college, I would drink like, uh, if I had a money, I'd maybe buy like some Bud Ice. And like you drink Bud Ice or Natty Ice or like Hawkeye Vodka. This is horrible shit. Man, we just did so much stupid stuff. Um, God, I remember, what do we do sometimes? Like even like... Uh, what was that stupid challenge we would do? Like 100 shots of beer in 100 minutes, which doesn't seem that terrible until you're about 70 in. And then you're like, holy shit, it starts to add up pretty quick. But we do stuff like that, or like uh, Edward 40 hands, where you tape two 40s to your hands, and you had to finish them uh, before you could take the, the tape off your hands. That was really dumb, too. Hey, my point being is, like, I, I abuse alcohol, for sure. Um, I have addictive personality. I, I've grown up around alcoholism and seen alcoholics, and uh, I was on a, a really clear path uh, to do that, using it as a crutch and using it for something else. Um, but luckily enough, I got out of that cycle in the circle, and I don't uh, drink alcohol um, on a regular basis, really hardly ever, unless uh, we do something social and uh, I really feel I can handle it and, and own it. And uh, I don't chew anymore, ever, at all. And I went from chewing a tin a day for probably, man, how long was that? At least five or six good years just really stupid shit and it it it, 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 it there's a, it, put, it puts a toll on your body it really does and that's part of you know how I turned my life around I, I, I was feeling like shit I really just had wore myself down um, in a lot of areas of life and then mix into that with the economy melting and you can't get a job out of college and uh, you're not an athlete anymore you're not a person who is important and at least that's how I felt um, and that's I want to touch on this really quick how we feel you guys is something we give ourselves the world is black and white. The world doesn't give a shit. The world just exists and we're in it. And we give everything meaning. So whether we think we have it worse than other people or better than other people, whether we are happy or sad or have stress and anxiety or fear, we are we are giving ourselves that. Um, once you understand how your brain processes things, like your limbic system, which is in control of like, you know, how we see light or hear sound, that's what's in control. And the amount of fear and anxiety and stress is something that we are doing. So it's like how I can show up to an event right, of like 800 people, and it's super loud, and there's noise, and it's like, I have almost like a stress or anxiety, and I'm not comfortable there, and I don't enjoy it, and then somebody else can show up, and like it lights them up, and it energizes them, and they're super excited, and they love it, 
That's them as a person. They're 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 doing that. Now naturally they have some tendencies, but they're creating that. Just like how we create fear, we create stress, we create anxiety, we create stories that we tell ourselves. And I was telling myself a story a lot in my life, like, oh well, you know, that's as good as it was gonna be for you, man. You were an athlete your whole life and now it's over. Now you're just a normal dude just gonna work a normal job and just kinda go through the motions and live your life. And I'm like, ah, man. That's kind of where I was at. I was kind of at my, you know, I had gotten sick. Physically, I was ill. I wasn't getting a job that I wanted. I wasn't finding any fulfillment or joy from life. And that was kind of my rock bottom. I didn't really know where I was going to go. And I don't really know how it, it, it flipped for me in all reality. But I guess I just, I got just fed up. And I just fucking had enough because I got, I thought early on in life, like, I, I guess I come from an ecosystem, you guys, where I felt bad for myself early on. I probably, you know, play the victim card, like, oh, I don't come from money, and my parents are divorced, and nobody helped me do this, and nobody helped me do that, and I'm seeing other kids and other people who have it way better, and uh, that's perspective, and you sometimes have to just slap yourself in the face and say, wake the fuck up, man, like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, my situation probably wasn't ideal, but I also understand that I'm a white dude living in America in a time where we have the internet, like, I fucking won, and I won super big, and that's about the time when I cut that horse shit out, or... When, you know, and I love my old man, he's great, he, and again, I've talked to him about before, he's like basically Clint Eastwood from Gran Torino, super good dude, but, uh, you know, I see other parents with their fathers and their mothers and doing different things that I never got to do and never had the opportunity to do or we never did as a family, and you kind of feel like slighted or like, what the fuck, man, why am I not doing that, and then you meet... I can't tell you guys how many dudes I met I played college basketball with who didn't have a fucking dad or didn't know who their dad was. And those are the moments you remember and like, well, holy shit, he doesn't even know who his dad is. At least I got a fucking dad who gives a shit about me, who shows up to my graduation, who supports me, who wants me to do awesome, who can, you know, be there for me if I need him. And so you really start to have perspective. And that's why I don't complain and bitch and whine and, and cry and pout. And even though... I probably did that as a young kid internally. I never did it externally. I was never going to whine, bitch, and complain about my circumstance or situation because I started to learn, you know, after probably 16, 17, 18, like, hey, man, there's people out in the world who have it way fucking worse than you. They really do. And unless you're like the last dude of like the 8 billion people on the planet, you can't really complain about shit because there's a tons of people, you guys, who have it way worse than you in every scenario. And I had to really step back and say, hey, man, it might not be easy for you, but you're pretty talented and you're pretty gifted and you got a lot of really awesome things going for you. Even though you're in a, you know, what we call a valley right now and things aren't going amazing, like the peak is around the corner if you're just wanting to find out, you know, do something you love and enjoy. And so I'll say this, I was always willing to work for stuff, you guys, uh, as a kid um, that I liked. So sports typically. So if it's baseball, if it's football, if it's golf, if it's basketball, if it's video games, if I like it, or it's like memorizing rap lyrics for that matter. So anybody wants to go toe-to-toe with me on 90s, early 2000s hip-hop, I'm all day, bro. I mean, I'm literally, I'm all time. Um, because I have, again, I'm not, I might not be the smartest person IQ-wise, but emotional intelligence, yeah, I'm a gamer. But two, auditory-wise, how I hear things and remember them is at a different level. And I noticed that about myself early on. So if I like something... I'll go all in on it, i.e. fitness and this business and podcasts and writing and the training and the things we do. So if I love some shit, I'm willing to work my face off. But also, if I don't like something, I'm not willing to put in almost any fucking effort into it whatsoever. That's why I harp on you guys to do shit you love with people you enjoy or find something you love for work because there's nothing worse than going through life, hating your fucking Monday through Friday, nine to five. And that's kind of the person I was at. I was like, well, maybe I'll just find a job and I'll work and I'll just enjoy the weekends. But I couldn't even do that. And so that's why I really will drill down on you guys 
when people say, I'm not inspired, I'm not motivated, I'm not driven, neither was I, but I always really was. Let me say it again. I wasn't inspired, I wasn't motivated, I wasn't driven, but I always really was deep down for the things I cared about. The problem was I wasn't finding the shit that I cared about. I wasn't finding my basketball. I wasn't finding my baseball. I wasn't finding my golf. I wasn't finding my video games. I wasn't finding my fill-in-the-blank of things that I loved as a kid. Because as an adult, I'm like, I thought all my best days are behind me. Now I'm just fucked and my life is going to be horseshit. And you start to feel sorry for yourself. But I think all of you guys out there have the ability to work hard. You have the ability to be inspired. You have the ability to be motivated if you just find something you care about, whether that's because your name's attached to it, because there's legacy involved, because you actually enjoy the task or the process or you're good at it. That is why I always you know, preach, go all in on things that you're good at and fuck the stuff that you're bad at. Now be competent in things, but if you're naturally bad at stuff, like don't worry about it. Like literally just play to your strengths. And if you do that, you guys will find a level of motivation and inspiration that you've never had before. So flash forward, like to me, you know, transforming, uh, to having, you know, an opportunity to start my own business. And now we own multiple businesses that run off this, uh, the person I am today, I don't watch as much TV as I used to. In fact, I hardly watch any TV at all, maybe live sporting events. And if my wife and I find a good movie, which is really hard to do, um, we'll do that or a rare like TV series. Um, if we find a good one, we'll kind of do it together, but she's the worst. Honestly, if you have a husband or wife like this, you need to have an intervention with them because my wife is the worst. We'll find, I'll find a show. I'm like, this show's super dope. Let's watch together. Okay, cool. And because she has more free time than me, I'll come home and she's like three episodes ahead. That's a dick move, man. You can't do that. I love my wife and she's great and she's talented, but that's one of the things she does. It's just terrible. I just don't understand that. It's not being a team player, you know, be the, be the Jordan to my Scotty, you know, be the Robin to my Batman, whatever you will. Um, but but point being is I don't watch a ton of TV anymore. And, uh, I do listen to about a hundred books plus a year on audible and podcasts. And I read a ton of articles, um, from people I think are smart and important and subscribe to, to newsletters and email lists of people I do believe in. So if you guys want to be on our email list and you think I'm one of those people, I'm happy to add you to it. Um, we're obviously listening to the podcast and the stuff that we put out. And now, um, you know, I had a negative net worth, um, when I met my wife and now we have more money than, uh, you know, I ever thought humanly possible, whether I'd be 77 years old or 27 years old. Um, I really feel blessed and fortunate to do it. You know, we have, you know, a life savings, emergency funds, Roth IRAs, SEP IRAs, uh, 401ks, different investment accounts that we have our money spread across because we have a, a, an idea and, uh, we have a dream for our life early on. Now we're enjoying every step of the way here, but we have things we want to do. We want to be able to travel and do things at a scale that most people would think is impossible, but we're we're in the process of doing that. That's who I am today. Um, I know what I'm called to do in my life. I know I have a certain gift, you know, big or small, however you guys view it, but I know what I'm good at and I know what I can help people do. I have more self-confidence today than I've ever had in my life, even when I had the most juice uh, as an athlete, I feel more confident about the person I am today, not just about athletic ability, but about what I can do for people. Um, I now obviously public speak and create video content, podcast content basically every single day. Um, I've gotten to travel the world and see a lot of amazing places and stay in places that a ghetto ass kid like me had no business you know, being in 10, 15 years ago. Um, and I feel very blessed to be able to do that. I have an inner circle of people that's you know strong, powerful, and motivated. And uh, that's who I am today. And uh, it, it took me a long time to get this way. And I used to eat and drink like shit, do drugs, abuse my body, and just not really give a fuck about my future and think like, oh, well, I'll be old, so who will give a shit? And the funny thing is when you're like 18, you think 30 is old as shit. When you're 25, you think 40 is old as fuck. And 
I'm here to tell you it is not. Um, you guys will be surprised, especially with technology, how it ages us down and how young we all do feel. Um, and so just know that there's things you're going to do today that you should enjoy your life in the moment, but also things you should do today to for your future self. So you at 45 thanks you at 25. So you at 57 thanks you at 37. And I can't say that enough, whether it be investing in money, um, investing in your health and your life and longevity and, and picturing your life of what you want it to look like today and also what you want to look like tomorrow. So sometimes obviously enjoying the moment, but also delaying gratification for something that's going to pay you off a couple years down the road because I would not be in this position today if I wasn't willing to eat shit um, in certain areas of my life. And, and I'm okay with that and I understand that, but the younger version of me wouldn't have been able to do that. And I don't know, you know, if there's a certain day where things switch or change for you guys. It didn't happen overnight for me. It was a slow process. I didn't always eat this way. I used to abuse my body and eat like shit. But when I started to figure out that, hey man, if you change your eating habits slowly over time, you're going to look better, move better, and feel better, and live a better life. You should probably get your shit together because if not, you're going to feel like shit. And if you don't feel good, your life sucks. There's just some really simple truths that I think we all know, but a lot of us are so busy just working in life, we don't slow down to really recognize them and realize what's going on. And to me, I had to understand it started with my health. And I had to really, you know, be better about sleeping better, be better about not drinking so much alcohol, be better about not doing drugs, be better about eating vegetables, and eating things that were going to heal my body. And to me, it all started with the physical being. And I knew that I was bad at 987 things. But the three things I was good at, I just had to go all in and play to my strengths. And that's what I do now. And that's how I became this person. You guys, you only see the shit that I'm good at. Like, I don't do stuff I'm fucking bad at. Like, I'm not going to, you know, put out an instructional video on like how to drive a stick shift. Can I do it? Sure. Yeah. But I'm going to grind the gears to shit because I haven't done it in fucking 10 years. Like, there's just certain things that I'm not going to like, I'm not going to talk about theory. I'm I'm a practitioner. I speak about things I know about and I can do. And that's what it is. And again, so 10 years ago, I guess when my wife met me, you know, I was a, a jobless, broke, socially awkward dude who could barely afford to buy her dinner, who had like, you know, no real self-confidence and no direction in life and had no clue what the fuck was going on. And I didn't know what was important, not only in life, but what was really important to me. And that takes a lot of self-reflection and surrounding yourself with, you know, the right books, the right videos, the right coaches, the right people, if you will. And uh, today, you know, she got back, you know, a business owner. Um, of um, multiple businesses and an author and a public speaker and a dude who knows what he wants to do with his life and a dude who is willing to put her in a position to be successful even if I died tomorrow she would be okay and I feel a responsibility in that where I didn't feel that probably before I was quote-unquote Jeremy Scott Fitness and I do feel a responsibility to these people here that I had never felt before because I care about this like I care about a fucking person and I care about everyone who comes in our doors here because I want to get have them get the biggest ROI possible I want them to you know, not have met the, the, the jobless broke, you know, negative version of myself. I wanted them to, you know, get most out of their training and their time with us. When someone comes in here and pays us 150 bucks, I want them to get $15,000 in return, whether that be nutrition knowledge, training knowledge, life knowledge, and just a better all perspective on their life and how they move and look and live when they leave here with us. And again, my point is not to boast about my accomplishments and oh, look at me and how fucking awesome I am. It's just me to share like you guys can change your life and you can do it if you're just willing to think about things differently and find things that you're good at and go all in it. And I'm and I'm proud about that to say that people who invest in me get 120% back and I believe that. And the question to you guys is when we, we talked about in the old podcast is, you know, does your husband or wife get a return on their investment with you? Do your job, your friends and your family get a return on their investment with you? 
because people invest in us all the time, every single day. And I just want to make sure you guys are giving them the best, biggest fucking return you can possible, especially the people closest to you, not just your, you know, your coworkers and the people you're serving, but your people who you love and, and you support and you want to be the best version of you can be for them. And, and I don't, you can't do it for them. You have to do it for yourself. And so to strip down, and answer the basic question, I've always been a person who's willing to work hard. I just didn't know what I wanted to do with that talent or skill. And that's something that we can all acquire and have. But early on, no. And I think we do change over time. We mature. We learn from our mistakes. We learn from our losses. And again, I say this all the time. You can let your past fuck-ups and upbringings and the things that you're not good at and suck at and the people that wronged you, you can let that shit bury you. You can let that shit be your coffin. Or you can let it be a seed that planted you. And you can grow from that and become bigger, stronger, faster, better version of yourself. And that's how I look at everything. Every, And again, I know you guys, it's really hard to see when you're in the shit and you're eating dirt and life is just beating you down and 19 bad things happen. And that happens all the fucking time. I get it. And you can let it bury you and you can let it be the end of you and you can let it change the positive, awesome person you're meant to be and, and become a negative, shitty, horrible version of yourself. Or you can let those things plant you. And it might take some time, but you'll grow from it and you'll become stronger and better and you'll be the best version of yourself. And that's what I've done. And a lot of the things, you guys, there's been, you know, 96 horrible things that have happened to me that weren't in my control. And there's been another 97 horrible things that have happened to me because there are my control and I fucked up and I've made the wrong choice and I've made the wrong decision and I did it to myself. But I've learned from it um, at what I would consider an early age. And now I don't make those same mistakes again. So you have to understand, you know, do you want to be a lesson uh, for people what not to do um, or an example of people what to do moving forward in your life. And only you can decide that. And so for me, it, it just comes down to perspective and gratitude and understanding, you know, how lucky I am and how, how blessed I am to be in the position I'm in, to look this way, to move this way, to feel this way, to think this way, and to, to live in a time where I can do a podcast, you know, from a warehouse building and reach, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people um, at the click of a button and know that I can give back and I can work with people and do things that, you know, my dad and my grandpa and other people didn't have the opportunity to do and that I have an obligation because I have a gift um, that I can't help people and I can't speak to them and I can't talk to them and I can't do things. And all of you are the same way. You really do. You just have to get out of your own shit and stop feeling, you know, fucking sorry for yourself. And like you got the, the raw end of the stick because unless you're the the 8 billionth person in the world, there's always somebody who's got it worse than you, dude. I promise you that. And I think at the end of the day, how I became this version of myself, which again, I still got a lot of work to do, you guys, because I'm just as fucked up and crazy and as weird as anybody listening to this, but I'm happy with who I am. And I'm happy with my my fucked up weird shit. I really am. And I, and I own it fully. And I tell my wife all the time, like, I'm not good at that. I'm bad at that. I'm not this. And so what I would urge you is to one, understand you're not going to be great at everything. Two, go all in on your strengths and, and do the things you're awesome at. And three, surround yourself with awesome fucking people who compliment the shit that you're bad at. Like, look around the people who I work with. Like, they're really good at a lot of little things that I'm probably not great at. Or even if I'm good at it, they might do it better than me. That's why they're here. They fill a role. They do it. And again, hopefully I compliment them and supplement them just like my wife and everybody else. And that would be my biggest takeaway for you guys. And at the end of the day, how do you change your life from being you know, having anxiety and being stressed and, and negative and sad and depressed and things like this. Some of it's, you know, genetics and chemicals and, and different things that I can't speak on because I'm not, you know, your, I'm not your doctor. But for me personally, and I know this sounds overly simplistic, it's gratitude, man. 
Like I'm high on gratitude and I'm high on perspective because I know how shitty my life once was and I know how fucking amazing it is today and I want to keep it that way. And I think a lot of that has to do with how I see the world and how I see things and how I see people and how I see opportunities and nothing more than that. Because I think when you have gratitude and you're grateful for everything you're given and you have a perspective on the world of where you are and who you are and what you are and what you can do, it changes you. And it changes the way you see things and it changes how you react to horrible situations and scenarios. And I know that there's really not like, you know, one blow that's going to like, you know, derail me and take me off course. And obviously I know there's 98 things that can happen today that can, you know, change your life and the crazy things. But if you have gratitude in your life and you're truly fulfilled and you're truly happy and you're doing things that you think matter, I think you'll find yourself being the most motivated, inspirational, inspired version of who you are. And uh, that's probably the biggest shift for me is just mentally. And uh, how you get there, I think, is by stop consuming negative shit, stop consuming negative people, stop playing the victim, stop looking to fucking blame everybody and put your shit on them because nobody fucking cares, dude. They really don't. Um, I have empathy for you guys. I do in your stories, and I'm happy to hear them, and I'm happy to voice any advice or anything I can say to make your life better. But at the end of the day, we're also wrapped up on our own shit. Like, nobody really wants to care about you crying, whining, and complaining because there's always a worst case scenario. And uh, what I would urge you to do is try to look at everything with somewhat of a glass half full or somewhat with a positive light. And I mean that because we can always, you know, be a victim. All of us can be. We've all, we all have shit. We've all been through shit. We're all dealing with shit now. We're all going to deal with shit in the future. But if you can just have some perspective on that and realize, wow, for all the, the, the bad things I have, I do have some amazing things going on. Um, that can change your life, and, th- and that's what's changed my life. And I think if you can consistently do that over time and understand it's not going to happen overnight. It might take a week, a month, uh, a year, and it's a gradual process. Like how I eat today um, is not how I ate 10 years ago. And it's not how I ate 15 years ago, and it didn't happen in a single day. Slowly over time, you become more educated. You learn things. You learn what works for you and your lifestyle, and you slowly implement them. And I think you can go down the list and do that for every single thing. So. To answer your guys' question, have I always been this person? No, I have not been. It has been a very long journey for me, just like it is for you guys. And I don't fear getting older um, because a lot of people do. The mortality for them becomes real as we start to get wrinkles in our face, when we start to lose our hair, when we start to, you know, have it be harder for us to lose body fat, when we have a couple, you know, aches and pains and different things, or maybe we recover slower, or maybe we forget things more often or whatever it is. But that's just part of life, and it's part of you. As we get older, experience comes with that, and hopefully wisdom comes with that, and learning comes with that, and surrounding yourself with the things that are going to lift your life up. So the last piece of advice I could give you guys is if you find yourself not happy with the version of the person you are today, if you have some bad habits, rituals, and routines that came from your mom and your dad and you're still comparing yourself to the Joneses or you're really hard on yourself and you're your own worst enemy or you really are a perfectionist and you really want things to always go your way, what I would advise you to do is start surrounding yourself with people who are not like that. Stop watching the news. Stop watching negative things. Stop following people on the internet where you are comparing yourself to them in their life. Stop playing into the, you know, the shit that puts fear and anxiety and stress in your brain and start feeding yourself things that put you in a positive mood and a positive mindset and and put you in the right headspace. Um, I don't watch shows that are negative. I don't watch things that are sad. I don't watch things that are depressing. I don't surround myself with people who are sad, depressing and negative either for that matter. I think you are a lot of times, you know, a product of the environment that you live in. Now you can change that 
But I think if you're always immersed around a negative culture of horse shit, it's going to leak into you and it's going to seep into you at some level, no matter how positive and amazing you are. And I've been really lucky in this life to, you know, to stumble on a lot of good books, which we have a podcast on that too. I'm happy to share with you guys. I listen to you know a lot of good positive podcasts that lift me up. I'm friends with, again, the, the podcast I listen to, I'm friends with a lot of these people now. So it's like, it's, it's fucking amazing. But I've become friends with really amazing humans who have self-awareness who are inspiring, who are motivated, and they help change me. They help level me up. And I do believe, you know, the Jim Rohn quote, you're, you know, the average of the five people you associate with the most. And so if you're always associating with, like, negative assholes, you're probably going to be a negative asshole. And if you can, you know, if you can be a bright star, you're going to attract other bright stars. I believe that. I don't think any of these people would be friends with me just because I'm in great shape. If I was an asshole, I'm pretty sure they could find another dude who's in great shape to be friends with. I believe they do it because of my perspective on life and just the way I see things and look at things and the person I've become. And I take more pride in that than anything. So if there's any transformation you guys see from me, whether from when I was, you know, the skinny fat guy to the dude who's, you know, big and ripped now or whatever you want to call me, I would have it be the way that I think about the world, the way they, I see the world, the way I think about it, the things I write and the things I say. That to me is the biggest transformation that I made and stop, you know, filling my head full of negative shit and stop being a victim and really doing things that put me in a good headspace and put me in a position to be in, inspired, to be motivated and to be successful. And I think that starts with you guys caring about what you're doing, having a purpose in life, knowing what your calling is, you know, taking your craft seriously, like really going all in on trying to help people, whatever that is you do, um, but not taking yourself too serious and understand like at the end of the day, we're all just little kids, man, playing adult. We're all just fucking up stuff along the way, and we're just trying to hide it uh, from everybody else. And I'm just, I'm just not as good at hiding it. And I'm, I'm happy to talk about my indiscretions and my fuck ups and the things that I don't do um, amazingly well, which there's a lot of them. So hopefully that helped you guys uh, get a little bit of understanding of, uh, you know, the person that we see today. Um, isn't always the person that we were, maybe at some level deep down. But I think as we go through life, um, it's our opportunity to learn, to grow, to change, to be a better version of ourselves, look back on our past mistakes and improve them moving forward. And that's how we ultimately become, you know, uh, the person we are today and hopefully a person that our friends and family look up to and want to be associated with. So hopefully that answered the question. I'm not sure if it even did. I know I went on a kind of a little ramble here, but hopefully you guys enjoy that. Who asked for it? So before I was Jeremy Scott Fitness. I was a dude who had no job and had no money and would just drink uh, and do drugs and he would waste his time and he would play the victim and he would feel sorry for himself and he would kind of blame the world um, for why he wasn't getting certain opportunities and certain things. Even if I didn't voice it publicly, that's who I was really deep down. Um, and I was angry and I was just a negative person. And I'll share the story super fast before I let you go. Um, the moment I knew it really had turned around and other people had saw it and they noticed it, um, I go home about once a year, you guys, I'm from Minnesota originally, and uh, we play in this thing called the Knop Tourney. And, uh, the Knop Tourney is basically, um, it's been going on for over 25 years now, which is really impressive. It's basically this homemade basketball tournament we made up, um, as, as young kids. Now most of us are old as fuck, close to 40 or over 40. I think the youngest dude has got to be like 32 or 33 or somewhere in there. So we're old and we're all shells of what we used to be. We all suck shit now. Um, even though I'm in shape. We're not good at basketball anymore. It's you can't even call it basketball. What we do we we have fun. We joke around until it gets later in the day when it gets serious for the championship. Then we follow each other and we fight and scream. And we pretend like we're good, but we're still bad. Anyways, um, about thirty five of us get together once per year, 
we played in this thing called the Nap Tourney. And all of us played basketball or football or baseball or something at the college level. So we all at one time were super athletic, like like Jawara played football at Florida State. Like so we used to be legit guys. Now we're just like, you know, kind of like the beer league dudes. Um, even though I look great, um, we're we're just we're not the same players, man. I can't stress that enough. It's just really it's painful to watch. You always think you're going to be good at stuff, and then you, you forget, like, oh, man, well, I used to practice every day. No, I never practiced, and so that's why I suck ass. But anyways, we play in this thing once per year, and we go home, and it's a great time, and I'm very blessed to be able to do it. And the older I get, I realize how rare it is to have something like this because I've never heard of it from anybody I ever played college with or anything else that this is ever even a thing that exists. And so um, I do feel really blessed in my life to have, you know, a group of, of people that I still can connect with and talk with. And some of them I only see once per year because we're, we're scattered all across the world. And we'll be on group text during the playoffs and different things and share inappropriate comments and stories. And those are little things in life that are really important. If you guys don't have that, please do reach out to old friends and family and share texts and, and, and phone calls and videos with them of certain things that will remind you guys of times you had in the future or things you can laugh about because, um, a lot of times I get so busy in this, like trying to do this life, I forget uh, about that circle. And those guys will put me on a group text. And it's just a great reminder. And it's a crack a smile. And it really sometimes is one of the better parts of my day. But the point of the story is I go back once a year. And uh, I remember we're out and we always we go out, out to uh, we go out drinking uh, after the tourney, like always. And I, I try to gut through as much as I can because some of these guys can still Man, their drinking game has not fallen off whatsoever. Mine for surely has, and so I cannot, I cannot live that life anymore. But I'll go. And uh, my old high school coach, who I had, I went to a, a private academy uh, my final year of uh, of high school. And um, his name is Mike Costello, and uh, Kaz, super good dude. He's a character. Um, he would send me emails sometimes and be like, "What's up, Trick Daddy?" Like he'd write that in the email, like, "What's up, Trick Daddy?" Like when I'm at college. Now this is like my 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 high school basketball coach, like my English professor, saying that to me. Which uh, that's lets you know what kind of duty he is. So him and I obviously clearly get along, but uh, he changed my life in a, in a lot of ways. He was very um, very important in my development at like that kind of crucial time in my life, um, giving me some really good advice and um, just very helpful. And I can't thank him enough, and I've thanked him plenty before. But uh, he, he it means a lot to me. But I remember we're out at the bar, and uh, it's him, uh, all of us dudes. He was there, and my wife and him and I are kind of in a little conversation on the side. And I remember he said this. And I'll never forget it. He's like, you know, he's like, I'm super proud of you, man. You know, the person that you are today that to become this, you know, you left here, you know, at this, this really, you know, mad, you know, negative person. And you came back like this enlightened, gratitude filled person who's just, just, you know, kind of done a complete 180. And the phrasing he said was, you left here like a mad, like, like an angry, you left here an angry young man was, I believe the exact phrasing he used. And uh, I remember hearing that, and I'm like, man, like the fact that he obviously, clearly I wasn't hiding it enough, but he remembers that, like, you know, clear as day, and he said it, like, you left here an angry young man, like I was mad at the world about my situation and my circumstance, and I thought everybody was out to get me and fuck me, and and I kind of played that, you know, card, and I do think some of that is true, and I had it kind of like the me against the world mentality and attitude, and I think that's why I do work so hard, is to either prove people wrong or to get out of my circumstance or situation. I remember him saying that this is probably three years ago and uh, that stuck with me. That's when I knew I had made a transformation from the person that I used to be to the person I am today that I left, you know, an angry, you know, negative kind of, you know, the world out to fuck me person to now a person who has gratitude, who has perspective, who's just happy um, to be alive and to be living and to be able to, to share my gift and my life and do this for a living with the world. 
And uh, long and short of it, I don't know, I don't have a perfect answer for you guys other than the little, you know, tactics and tips that I have. But I can promise you when you start to make that shift and change, people will notice around you, just like the people who have around me have noticed um, how I changed my life to become this. And I think it, it, a lot of it stems from, you know, your parents and how you grew up and the 19 things that have affected you. But you can use that as a crutch and you can be the victim or again, you can use that as your power and your tool. And I think at this point in my life, one of my greatest gifts um, is not having money growing up, is not having things handed to me, is having to work harder, having to be resourceful, having to figure things out for myself um, and have to do a lot of the legwork on my own. It's allowed me to be this person today. And I think if I was given you know, a lot of things, if they were handed to me naturally, if I didn't have to work so hard, if we didn't have to scrap and to fight and to claw to get where we're at, I probably wouldn't work as hard as I'm working today. Um, because I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know what it's like, but again, this is all I've ever known. And so I use that as my greatest skill. So even when I was a fuck up doing things the wrong way, I always had these things ingrained in me deep down, but it took me again, finding something I cared about, finding something that that really meant something to me. So for you guys, if it's a craft, if it's a calling, if it's your kids, if it's your wife, if it's for you, if it's for legacy, if it's for whatever, um, find that thing, find the thing that lights you up and is going to make you push through on the days where you don't feel like doing shit. And that's how you become the better version of yourself, um, the long and short of it. So again, you guys, uh, again, just a little ramble today. Hopefully it made sense to you. Hopefully you got something of value from that. If there's anything else you guys want to hear in the podcast specifically, uh, I'm happy to share that. I'm happy to chime in. Um, and again, if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Drop me a five-star, please, and leave a comment and share this with your friends and tell them this is the most badass fucking podcast that's ever existed, or at least tell them it's a good podcast if you appreciate it. It means the world to me, you guys. It truly does help me, and I thank you. Um, I thank you guys for listening to me just ramble on and talk, and hopefully by me sharing uh, my life story and the things that we go through here and what we do and the experience I've had, it can help you if you're in a funk, if you're in a rut, if you're not sure where you're going to go, because I can promise you this, you guys, I can't say enough. At one point in my life, I felt like I was completely hopeless and that I would never be able to, to have a job that paid me, you know, even $40,000 a year. I never thought I'd be a guy who could own a home. I never thought I'd be a guy who could pay off a car in cash, um, or even get out of, you know, what little debt I had. Um, or, you know, just live a normal, happy life. I really felt like, I was hopeless. I, I didn't I didn't have the self-confidence, didn't have the belief I had today. And now I literally sit here and I feel like almost anything is fucking possible if I'm willing to work for it. And that's the caveat. You do have to be willing to put in the work. But I once felt like a lot of you guys out there listening, like I was lost. I didn't know where I was going to go. And this is a newsflash. We're all lost, dude. We're all confused. We all don't know if this is the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. All I can tell you guys is this, is find something you care about, work hard for that, and have fun doing it. If you find something you love and you work hard for something that you care about and you're having fun along the way, I think that is the game. I think that is life. I think that I think that is what you're supposed to be doing. Now, I don't know what that thing is for you. I'm like, but even if it, it changes and shifts, you'll question yourself and you're sandy. Should I be spending my time with this? Should I be spending my time with that? Should I be doing this for the future? Should I be doing this for now? That's a, a conversation we're always going to have with each other forever. But if you're having fun and you care about what you're doing, I think that is life. I think that is the game. And I think that's when I figured that out, that's when I became Jeremy Scott Fitness, if you will. That's when I became this version of myself. When I figured out, hey, man, 
all this shit's just made up. We're just fucking kids playing adults. Like we're all just, this is a made up structure. We're all just fucking around in. And the minute you can understand like, man, my only goal is to A, find something I love, find something I enjoy, find something I care about, and I need to have fun doing it. Something that excites me more often than not in the macro, I really dig it. That is everything. And that is, if I read a next book, that will be somewhere in there. That will be the takeaway from the book. So again, please still buy it if I put it out. But the point is that I think you have to really enjoy everything, you guys. You really do. And uh, just work on yourself. And if you can be the best version of you um, with gratitude, perspective, and happiness, I think your life can be pretty fucking amazing. At least that's been my experience. And I'm pretty sure it can be the same for you guys. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, Keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. And if you're not sure what you want to do with your life or where you're going or what exactly it's all about, I promise you, you are not alone. We're all in the same boat. But I would urge you is to reverse engineer anything that you're good at. Find something you love. Do more of that shit every single day and have fun in the process. And if you do that, you guys will have one amazing kick-ass life. Have a great day, you guys. I will talk to you soon. Peace.